All right, I call this one 30-year-old man blowing his nose. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And Mike, some of your favorite movies in 2018, maybe 2019, have brand new release date. <laughs> I don't know if that's good, man. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to update our upcoming release page. Uh, pretty that's heavy sure. today after today. Uh, did you know Black Widow might be getting her own movie? Finally, I have been, I have been hearing about this for years. <laughs> yeah, well, the the first step has been taken. And uh, did you buy your Black Panther tickets? Uh, not yet, but I I feel like maybe I should have done it earlier than than wait. <laughs> yep, yeah, buy them today. So don't don't delay on your Black Panther tickets and more. All I think right. it's the first time I've ever like posed questions to you here at the beginning of the show. So I apologize <laughs> for that. Well, I'll po- I'll pose a question to you uh, real quick before we kind of roll into the notes and what you've been up to. Uh, have you seen Jumanji yet? Um, the original or the new one? The new one. Welcome uh, to no. the jungle. No, I'm I'm sorry. Anything with a Guns and Roses title as a subtitle, <laughs> I'm not going to go watch. But no, well, I have not. Well, we went and saw uh, Jumanji yesterday because uh, my wife is uh, a really uh, diehard fan of the original Jumanji movie. And, you know, we've discussed discussed the trailer on the show before, um, and, and we've kind of, I think we kind of both agreed that, like, this looked like it could be, like, um, a serviceable movie, but I think the biggest downside of it is that it has to share the Jumanji name. You know, people are going to be comparing it to that old movie, and then there's even this other sect of people that are just like, your love for the original Jumanji is wrong. You have these rose-colored uh, glasses on, but anyway, we went and saw Jumanji yesterday, and actually surprisingly entertaining is a very um unoffensive just holiday movie i'm not surprised it's actually making a decent chunk of change now you know it's the rock effect yeah it's a movie that the whole family can go to you know if you're if you're worried about whether you know like grandma can keep up with what's going on in the star wars universe you know i guess this was probably more of a deal uh back during um december when people were home for the holidays but we went and saw it just the other day and it was actually pretty decent. Like Jack Black plays like a sixteen-year-old girl, like a, a little too well. I'm curious what kind of like research he was doing to like get there, or if he's just like amazingly talented. Um, I've always kind of like slagged on The Rock a little bit um, on our show, saying that like I don't know if he's really a good actor or if he's necessarily just getting by with his infinite amount of charisma. But actually, he did a pretty good job acting like a. Um, like a awkward like high school teenager too so i was like hey everyone's kind of pulling out the stops and then mm-hmm. kevin hart was just kevin hart you know he's being funny acting a fool so i actually i think surprisingly i would recommend seeing jumanji i don't think you have to see it in in a theater if you don't want to lay down the big bucks but heck when that thing comes to like red box or if maybe a streaming outlet gets the rights to it go watch it so are you that was my <coughs> actual question for you red box <laughs> Or streaming service that you already pay for. Um, I think I think you would not regret giving it money if if I had to say so. Okay. And it, and there was there's some kind of nice little winks and nods towards the original Jumanji movie without like just kind of going out of its way. You're just kind of like, oh, okay, oh, I get it now. And um, as you've seen in the trailer, um, no spoilers, that the, the Jumanji game is now a video game. So on the drive home, me and my wife were theorizing like. 
you know, Hollywood probably would make a third movie, even though we probably don't need one. So where could the movie go in the third one? And we were thinking like, oh, well, do d- does the game up its ante and do you just get ridiculous and it morphs into a phone app? Or we were thinking, do you go backwards? Maybe maybe the original version of Jumanji was never a board game, and maybe it was just in a journal. So like maybe a bunch of like D&D kids find it, and they're playing like a D&D version of, of um, Jumanji, and then it gets all ridiculous. I don't know. But I'm just, I just want to lay it out here that if <laughs> whenever a third Jumanji movie comes out, and if it's based on D&D, I want a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and put Jumanji VR. That's that's where I'm putting it because you know well, we got Ready Player One about to take over. So yeah, well to cover all of my bases, I believe I said in the car last night in the third act it would be a ridiculous chase where the where the game would be jumping from game to game to game. So the majority of the movie would be D and D based, but then it would jump into a phone, jump into VR, maybe jump into one of those old like game and watches or something like that. Oh. But. I need the Don't Atari worry. version that the, like, <laughs> it's like Pitfall, where it's just blips across the screen. There. Yeah, well, there you go. And it, you know, it's the third movie, and like when trilogies used to just be trilogies, and they wouldn't be extended into fourth chapters, part twos, or later down the line be turned into like quadrilogies or whatever they're called now. Uh, the third movie was where they wouldn't hold anything back, and they would just go crazy balls to the wall. So like, I would think you'd have to incorporate every version of a game a human's ever played in the third act of Jumanji. Jumanji 3, The Reckoning. Well, and in, in that case, then I actually will pitch the fourth one to you, the origin uh, of Jumanji. Oh, no. How so did the just... board get, how did the game board and the video games get magical? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It's just, it's just going to be some sort of weird um, apocalypto type movie where no one's speaking English and it's just these like weird people in the jungle trying to like curse these objects and like no one says a single word in English and Mel Gibson directs it. I no no that that is not my Jumanji I I I don't want it. Little did we know, Apocalypto was the uh, was the original version of Jumanji. Oh Lord, um, you're, you're you're on something this morning, Mike. You're already, you're <laughs> so, already on something. Uh, so Chris, what did you what did you do this weekend that was a little bit more sane? Well, I wouldn't say sane. The the past three days have been full of, of things. So Thursday night we did a murder mystery party for my friends um, oh. getting married. So that was like their wedding party was. A murder mystery party, like thirty people. That sounds fun. It was very fun. I got to play a cameraman, and I'm like, "Well, this is this is just me being me." So that was very <laughs> this easy is a little to too that like role. this is a little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got to do that. Friday was my sister in law's birthday, which we went to this bar that has um, board games and card games in the back. All right, that's my type of establishment. And they had two arcade cabinets that had like I think two thousand games on them a piece. So me oh. and my brother in law were just playing like. Uh, Bomberman World and like Tekken and stuff like that on them, so that oh, was yeah. pretty pretty relevant to the gaming. And then Saturday was the wedding for for my friends Derek and Brett, and um, they're big game they're big board gamers. I, I board game with them quite a bit, and uh, um, so it, it was it was a very nerdy wedding. Uh, there were pop vinyls on the tables, uh, <laughs> dedicating. Whether, I'm like, oh, I get this. So oh man, that's awesome. The table numbers had drag mine had Dragon Ball characters on them, so I was pretty pretty down with that. That makes it sounds like you're gonna have to get remarried to use all of your pop vinyls again. Yeah, I had several times. I'll get married several <laughs> times to use them all. Um, but I think the most important thing is here. I discovered a lot of people uh, have listened are listening to our show across the country. Oh, uh, that's people awesome, I may man. not interact with on the regular basis, but I, I do have to give a big shout to Joe Kim. 
Um, I went to Purdue with him. Um, a lot of people may know him. I met him not through the people who were getting married, but through another friend, Sean uh, Houlihan. We were in a movie together, and uh, Joe is just the biggest proponent of our show. And he has a he has a bet going on, or at least a game. <laughs> where he tries to get information before I do. Oh and, wow! And disseminate it. And that's um, hard. I can't. I can't even do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he's, he lives in Seattle. I I I'm pretty sure Seattle, Joe. If, if I'm wrong, let me know. But um, that three hour time frame for you guys only <coughs> minimizes that window where I'm really asleep and information yeah. can come out. So yeah. Good luck, gotta, man. <laughs> you got to get up real early in the morning to beat me. So, mm-hmm. uh, but Joe Joe uh, was telling everybody about the show, and I'm just. I'm just humbled by it, um, by that. And then uh, I know I, I don't know if she listens, but another uh, friend of the bride name Kelsey uh, was talking about. She saw that I post the podcast all the time, so you know people see it. And then uh, I met uh, um, the best man at the wedding, Luke. We never really talked, but I gave him a ride from one place to another, and come to find out, we had the same exact taste in comic books. Ooh. And the the finer details that maybe only like five people in the world know, he was like one of those people. Oh my and gosh, a kismet! <laughs> it was very very um, exciting. So we we gotta have like that ten minute car ride was the most intense comic book conversation. I'd had in a long time outside well, of a comic con. So. Well, Chris, I mean, it sounds like you got your second wedding already already going there. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not gonna have to have a wedding. I'm just gonna have a party, just a big party, wedding style, but just a, just a big party. So uh, I, this is great to see everybody um, and 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 catch up with people. So if you're listening because you found out we do a podcast at the wedding, welcome to the show. We hope we don't disappoint you. <laughs> I I probably will. That's that's my mo. You know. No, I'm kidding. So uh, yeah, I've been. I'm tired. It's been three days. <laughs> like I stayed up till four on Thursday night, four in the morning. Like it was, it it was rough. You're so, a night owl, man. You're a night owl. I am. I'm still reco- I'm still recovering. I'm re- recovering till next weekend. So, um, but other than that, I'm, I think it's time to jump into the news because oh, let's um, do it, man. A lot of this news actually got it came out Friday night, Saturday morning. So I got to talk about it with some people. Uh, this weekend. So first and foremost, Han Solo movie, Mike. Mm-hmm. What do you know about it? Anything? I mean, I've 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 heard some maybe uh, concerning things. I mean, we've been very concerned about this for a very long time. So, <laughs> um, but so Han Solo, there are more reshoots on Han Solo scheduled, as the rumor reports go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they'll be taking it three weeks at the starting at the end of this month, January, which we're already halfway through. Um, I mean, I, I'm a little surprised because from what we had been hearing from the outside, um, once the movie was uh, taken over by Ron Howard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he came in and we were just getting a bunch of reports of, oh, he's a professional. He knows how to get shit done. I think uh, everything wrapped on time. And of course, there's always scheduled reshoots. But now hearing that there's more reshoots are making me think that maybe they couldn't save the movie in the edit. So they're just like, oh, crap, this is not coming together well. Maybe it wasn't as easy as we all thought it was going to be. So I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know why I don't know if these are scheduled reshoots or what, but I mean like the 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 rumor that Ron Howard had to reshoot almost the entire movie, um, that's been, that's been the biggest you know kind of rumor report. So we don't know, but I'm thinking if they got three weeks of reshoots now, do you think they're gonna make May uh was it May 21st or May uh, 25th as as a I launch date still? Like I mean I don't that's know it's huge. rough. I mean for a movie that's coming out in May. 
we haven't seen a single lick of footage. I mean, yeah, we have, like, some people are saying, oh, well, we got the movie posters out there with the date on them. Like, well, that doesn't mean anything. That movie poster is just the logo. Well, like, they can easily take those posters down, like, at, uh, just with one email. We, so it's not that big of a deal. We have another movie that's pushed back that had posters with release dates in theaters coming up that was pushed back. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, nothing in print is, is going to change that release date. But yes, Star Wars gave up December of this year and May of next year. So do you think I'm thinking they're going to go back till December? I think so. It's you gonna... think so? If they push, they think so. You think they might be pushing Han Solo into into the December, right? Yeah, I think Star Wars will have December perpetually um, because Marvel is taking those May slots right away from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, quickly. if I. If I was Warner Brothers, I'd be a little bit worried about my Aquaman movie that's supposed to be coming in December. I would assume that they probably wouldn't put Han Solo on that same weekend because I, Aquaman is also coming out on the same weekend as that Spider-Man, that animated Spider-Man movie. Um, so they would probably maybe go a little bit earlier December. But I mean, you use, like as even Disney wants movie theaters to do, usually schedules get pretty cleared when a Star Wars movie comes to town. So... I mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine a Star Wars movie not being in the heart of summer or in December. It's weird to imagine it anywhere else because anywhere else seems like a um, just seems like admitting defeat almost. So I, I'm really worried about this Han Solo movie, man. Uh, I'm 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 not worried. I think it's going to be one of those like again. Everyone loves Rogue One except me. I think I don't love it. <laughs> like it's a serviceable movie. Han Solo is going to be another serviceable movie all around where I watch it once and probably don't own it in the long run. So, yeah. um, I, I just just give us some something on it. Like, hurry up, make your mind up where it's going to go, so we don't have to keep doing this every week. Like, what's what's I mean, we have more questions on when and what and, and how was Han Solo than we do if Ben Affleck is Batman or not. Flip flops <laughs> every week. Whether what, yeah. what he's gonna do. So well, we both know we're gonna end up getting that Disney streaming service whenever it comes out. So you won't have to worry about buying the Han Solo movie. We can just probably stream it. Yeah, most likely we we probably <laughs> well if if I revisit it, I don't even revisit Rogue One and it's streaming. So, uh, but in the Star Wars universe, uh, we I, I'm really excited for this because um, I I've come to love a lot of bonus features on movies lately. Mm-hmm. And the Last Jedi is rumored. The Blu-ray releases to have two hours of bonus content included with it, which that's like a whole different movie of just watching more extra content, like behind the scenes and how they made it. And uh, Star Wars is always interesting because it's not just they're not just everything's not CGI, you know. Like they they mm-hmm. actually try to make things real and and it's cool. And and that kind of comes with the confirmation that it'll be in 4K as well. So. Yeah, and and usually the bigger budget the movie is, I would say the more interesting the special features are, just because usually they're on location, they're kind of globe trotting. There's big sets, there's like physical things that are being built. You know, heck, you know, BB-8 was actually built and controlled by a remote control, so that's really really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was gonna ask you if we were gonna talk about Star Wars in this episode. Have you had a chance to experience any 4DX theaters yet? There are none in in Louisville uh, or within driving distance comfortably uh, where I am. So I have not 
experienced any of the rumble seats or anything like that. Yeah, so this like these just kind of recently got put on my radar because I've been hearing people talking about them, and there I think there's one, maybe two theaters out here in Los Angeles that do them. But I was always under the impression that these were just seats that were added inside of a regular theater, and then you would just pay a premium to upgrade to those seats. But actually, what I've been finding out is that there's entire theaters where everybody in there is in the same seats and you're all experiencing it at the same time and i was actually i was expecting these tickets to be really expensive but apparently uh compared to just like an imax 3d screening it's just a little bit more money to actually have your seat move and apparently like they do like the thing where the air smells different like they i think they're spraying like the scent of like um you know, like something burnt or like burning rubber or like flowers if you're in the field or something. But yeah, I want to I want to give that a shot. And I've been hearing a lot of people saying The Last Jedi is really amazing in those um, 4DX seats. So maybe I'll go give The Last Jedi a second chance in the most uh, ridiculous fashion ever, those giant uh, moving seats. But I have concrete plans to see Pacific Rim Uprising in one of these seats. That is going to be my plan. So when we uh, when we uh, eventually talk about um, Pacific Rim on this show, I will be reviewing the motion seats as well. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've always I've always been to like kind of like uh, Kentucky Kingdom or what is it the what is one of those amusement parks where they have those. Like that's where mm-hmm. I've always put those seats in where it's like, "Oh, I wrote, I wrote a Spongebob thing at, like, the Cincinnati amusement park once where the seats moved and they spritzed you with stuff. Uh-huh. And um, now they're actually moving into theaters. Theaters have to pull out all the stops to make you want to watch the movie there instead of at home. So Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome because it's, like, it's almost like seeing capitalism uh, and competition, like, work. It's, like, all these streaming services are putting all this pressure on theaters and theater's just like, well, I guess we just literally can't hold anything back. Let's make our seats move. We'll pump sense into their nose. We'll serve them alcohol. We'll have the seats move. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, so that's exactly what I need while I'm having my food delivered <laughs> to me in my theater seat is the seat to move <laughs> rapidly while I'm eating. So, Well, um, what I've heard is when you get out of these seats to go to the bathroom, like the seats don't stop moving. So like when you get back in, you almost have to like – like it's like you're mounting like a like a riding bowl. You have to like hop back in there because the seat doesn't stop just because you got up. So that sounds like it could be pretty fun. So yeah. if anybody out there has experienced The Last Jedi and 4DX – Reach out and let us know. I really want to know what it's like, or or any movie in 40x really. Like, yeah, I, any I movie. want to hear. I want to hear how this goes. So that's cool. Uh, you ready to see the most disappointing first reveal ever? <laughs> I, got, I got one for you here. It's uh, right. from Venom. We get our first look at Eddie Brock, who is wearing what looks like a Kabbalah bracelet and has a notepad open. Um, <laughs> see, you know he's a journalist, Chris, because he's using a notepad. He is a he is, he is a journalist. He is a notepad. He actually has questions that supposedly reveal information about the Life Foundation, which is like the evil corporation in this who's making evil symbiotes in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But like this is when you want Venom, you know, the first look at the Venom movie. What do you really want, Mike? I gotta see what Venom's gonna look like. I I want to see Venom. So I mean, <laughs> look, Tom Hardy's gonna be great. He looks good. He's gonna he's gonna do his best Tom Hardy acting, which is always great. <laughs> I don't distrust him as an actor, but we want to see Venom. So, yeah. 
You know, the funny thing is, is even though I don't like the the final version of what Venom looked like in Spider-Man 3, I did like the shots that we got of the symbiote. I don't I don't know if it was 100% CG, but it did kind of feel like we were seeing like a physical kind of like tactile thing, like just kind of grab onto um, Tobey Maguire when he's in his suit and kind of crawl over him. So I'd be fine if maybe they adapted that a little bit, but I would be worried any modern movie production uh, trying to adapt something with black ooze that they would just go fully CG because like, oh, there's no way we can do that practically. But yeah, I would like to see maybe a little effort put in place to somehow make it a little bit practical. I don't know exactly how you go about doing that, but I'd like to see that. No, I agree. I, I totally agree. So maybe we'll we'll see some of that. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting when Venom is not the lowest movie on our notes this week. <laughs> so it's, it's just very interesting. Um, it, to kind of give people an idea of what our thumbnail is about this week on our mm-hmm. on our show, um, Kitty Pride is apparently getting a movie developed from Tim Miller, who was the Deadpool one director. Yeah, and and here we go, Chris. I really jumped headfirst into this topic, and I did some homework, so, and I did some research he, this week. So he did some <laughs> research on a topic that has not been confirmed. <laughs> it's just there is a Kitty Pride movie. Mike picked. One of the um, lesser known, maybe uh, <laughs> Kitty Pride moments, but I, you know, kudos to you. Like, tell me what you did because I want to well, know about this. This this what you read well, more so. Well, than first me. off, this kind of started off as a bit of a joke, but then as I started reading into it, I actually started to legitimately think I think this could be a movie. You know, as as silly as this sounds, but um, I don't remember where it happened or if I was just kind of searching for images out there of Kitty Pride. But I came across one very interesting panel where Kitty Pride was pregnant. And I started thinking, I have never once, like, read, like, a comic book story or I've never seen a comic book movie where one of the super-powered people on screen was pregnant. And I was just like, that's really crazy. You know, that's a very integral part of the human experience of being pregnant. And I think it would be really crazy if we somehow had a superhero movie like that. And and we've seen Marvel jumping around from different types of movies, you know, heist movies, crime movies, just all-out action movies, adventure movies. You know, let's get a pregnancy in there to really just, like, whip things up. And I think that would be Again, crazy. This but is it, Fox, not Marvel. But the, Fox, but the is, weird, Fox is, is stupid. Yeah, but Fox is going to be Marvel eventually. So, And who knows when this movie is actually going to get pumped out. But the weirdness does not stop there, Chris, because Kitty Pride isn't just normally pregnant in this story that was released in 2012 in uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. Uh, Kitty Pride is impregnated by aliens known as the Brood. So it's just it doesn't stop getting any weird any weirder there and uh chris if, if you were an x-men if you were a, a, a superhero you know somebody that you know really wanted to make sure kitty pride you know pulled through this uh dilemma that she was in how do you think you would go about saving her you know do you, do you think maybe you would try to get sword involved see if maybe they could um give her some sort of vaccine maybe go find somebody that has a lot of medical knowledge that deals with infectious diseases how do you think you would solve this I really I don't know. I, I feel well, like those none of those options are no longer viable. So well, I feel like you would never come across this idea because they straight up Miss Frizzle Magic School Bus this and shrink down to the sky the size of um, cells, go inside of Kitty Pride's womb, and they attack the brood from the inside. You know, with uh, 
with uh, fire. Lockheed's like shooting fireballs at them. Wolverine's like slicing them up. Uh, Beast is in there uh, trying to get the source egg sack out. It is just, it is just ridiculous. And then there's like, oh, sorry, Wolverine was not in there because there's this B storyline where Wolverine goes to this casino planet to try to scam a casino and then they shoot some sort of antimatter phase at his legs and his legs kind of turn into these comical pipe cleaners and he has to move around in a wheelchair just like Professor X. All I'm trying to say here is this is the most ridiculous X-Men story I've ever read. It is it is half hilarious, half ridiculous, um, but I think you legitimately could make a movie out of it. I mean, like, come on, like we've seen, we've seen Kitty Pride in the X-Men universe already played by Ellen Page. You know, we saw her face through walls. She had a pretty iconic moment with the juggernaut. I mean, where do you take her character from there? Uh, she's got to have a supporting She's got to have supporting characters out there because I think her power kind of requires a team around her. You know, she's just phasing through people. So yeah, I think you got to you got to add a little bit more superpower into the movie. And then also Lockheed, her little pet dragon. I don't think you can just organically introduce a little pet dragon to into the X-Men universe. I think it's got to be I think the tone of the movie has got to be a little bit wacky to kind of explain that, you know, maybe it, it's if it's being directed by Tim Miller from Deadpool, you know, you're going to have that kind of maybe comical lean into it. So I'm saying just go balls to the wall crazy. You know, that first teaser trailer comes out. You see uh, Kitty Pride uh, pregnant right up there on screen. You tell the audience she's been impregnated by some alien force. You know, I'm going to be there day one buying tickets. So that's my idea. Go out and read uh, Wolverine and the X-Men Volume 1 and 2. Um, I experienced it digitally from a Marvel app on my iPad. That was a really nice experience, but crazy story, Chris. I was like, my wife can attest, I was laughing like every time I turned the page. There's just, it's full of ridiculous cast of characters. And I think actually it is a pretty neat storyline seeing Wolverine trying to restart kind of the X-Men mutant kind of academy. He's kind of being the um, the principal of the school. That's kind of fun. You know, you could recast Wolverine, have him be the principal. There's a whole lot you could do there, Chris. All I'm saying is you got to juice up a Kitty Pride movie if you're going to give me a Kitty Pride movie. That's the that's the that's the end of the story. Yeah, so <laughs> of of this, we have no Kitty Pride in the X-Men universe as is right now. Mm-hmm. Um in this rebooted one, uh, to me I don't know if she needs a solo film about phasing through her things. I don't know if you know this. There was an X-Men cartoon in 1989, just a pilot, called X-Men Pride of the X-Men, spelled like Kitty Pride, P-R-Y-D-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was one pilot, and it was bombed horrifically. <laughs> and um, they would not revisit the cartoons or even maybe this, this idea of this episode until the 1992 X-Men uh, series later. So, mm-hmm. um, Kitty Pride, anything she's kind of touched hasn't been seen as amazing or fantastical. So, mm-hmm. um, Well, we, I don't think we've really seen an honest uh, portrayal of her on screen either. I mean, the Kitty Pride we got in, I think she's in The Last Stand, and she's also in um, X2. Uh, Days of Future Past, right? Yeah, I think she's also in X2 for uh, like a little bit, maybe. Oh, uh, um, yeah. 
But I mean, I think you told me this on our show way back in the day that, you know, the rogue and Logan component of those movies, that was kind of lifted from Kitty Pride. I think Kitty Pride was always kind of supposed to be Wolverine's kind of uh, right-hand woman, kind of best friend, mentor relationship. And that kind of got passed on to Rogue in the earlier movies. So we've never really seen really Kitty Pryde as her actual self. Kind of what we've gotten in the movies with her is just kind of another mutant with that power, you know? Yeah, or at least um, a a watered-down version for the movies, Uh at least. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't need to be, uh, I'm admit not sold it, you, on this you, idea. Of admit all it, you, you kind of want to see, you kind of want to see my idea. You I really, kind of want to see it. I really don't because I don't want, I don't want the brood. Like, <laughs> um, I don't even know where they're, to start with yours yet, man. So They're bringing in all of these aliens from all of the other uh, comic movies. Like, we have the Vrel Nexian or whatever in yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because <laughs> you had um, to ask me, is that yeah, the Brood in S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, for, I forgot the name of them. Then, but then I remembered, yeah, there's some sort of weird convoluted name. And then there's also uh, those uh, aliens uh, that are coming down in the Infinity War movie. I forgot the name of Outriders. those. Outriders. Yeah, the Outriders. So we're getting all these kind of aliens, you know, um, coming into the movies. You might as well just put them into a womb, right? No. No, I, 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 <laughs> I don't agree with you. But Tim Miller, I don't. Again, I don't know how far this is going to get. Like you mentioned, Fox might probably most likely will become Marvel in 18 months. This might be one of those movies that are too far into production to kill. But they may be like, hey, pump the brakes <laughs> a little bit. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see where this comes into play. But on that note, in the X-Men universe and Tim Miller, Deadpool 2 has been moved up. We are now closer to Deadpool 2 than we were when we, you know, like a week ago. So, uh-huh. does that make you feel good? May 18th? You feeling yeah, good about this? I want to see this movie as soon as possible. <laughs> yes, May 18th. So, now in, now, in theory, we have Avengers, Deadpool 2, and Han Solo all in May, Mike. We just oh, get them. man. Get we them are going to be so busy. <laughs> we are. And to celebrate that, uh, Ryan Reynolds has shared this image of him in the Deadpool suit with his swords, uh, obviously in B and Arthur, from B. Arthur, uh-huh. uh, to, to, to commemorate that. Uh, are you big on Hollywood trades and all the rumors that go around in the Hollywood things? And I, I, I have been hearing them. I oh. am, uh, I am kind of up to date, I think. Okay. So of the people who are just, you know, um, awful, horrible shitbags, uh, <laughs> TJ Miller has been accused, I think twice of like hitting or abusing his taxi drivers along the way, mm-hmm. uh, to places. Uh, but he will not be recast for Deadpool two simply because the movie is this year. Very, very yeah. soon. I have a, I have very mixed opinions just strictly on TJ Miller because um, I've never really revered him and I've never really like uh, really fanboyed or geeked out about TJ Miller. I've always thought he was a funny guy and I like seeing him and stuff, but he's kind of one of those people where you're just like, oh yeah, his personality is probably really crazy. You probably wouldn't want to be friends with this celebrity if you ever got the chance because he seems like he's probably a jackass. But at the same time, jackasses can be entertaining on screen, so it's like you take it and you leave it. And I guess there is a lot of... Um, there's some there's been some doubt cast on the accusations and I'm I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to weigh in on my opinion, but I do believe that it was proved that he was being a big dick to that Uber driver at one point in time. Yeah. I think the Uber driver was like recording it because, you know, that's what you got to do now because people are assholes and abuse the people that are just, you know, trying to make a living out there. So, 
Yeah, it, it doesn't cast a good light on T.J. Miller, that's for sure. But I, I mean, I guess you, there's really nothing you can do about a movie that's pretty much already filmed. But I would assume in the third Deadpool movie that maybe he wouldn't come back. Whether the accusations are true or not, I think it's just he's kind of becoming like a liability for the franchise. So uh, maybe he'll just have to stick to his uh, Mucinex CG character. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I did not know this, but T.J. Miller was apparently got his first acting role in Cloverfield. Um, oh, yeah, I, I guess he was in that. Yeah, and then I was mostly introduced to him when he was in Big Hero 6 as mm-hmm. the voice of Fred. Um, yeah, uh-huh. But uh, he's also been in Transformers: Age of Extinction. I think I think he died in that one. So, um, but he's got. Um, if they keep him, he's in How to Train Your Dragon series, which you know a lot of people like those movies. So, yeah, I don't. It's just a weird thing. Like I read this. Uh, I read this bit on Twitter this morning where uh, Dan Harmon went on his podcast over the weekend and basically admitted to being this monumental asshole to one of his writers on Community, who was a woman. And he was just like, I was, this was a bad place in my life. It's no excuse, but I was basically an asshole to this woman. I made her life miserable and it never would have been like that way if he, if she was a man and stuff like that. So it's this weird thing where it's just like, I already know Dan Harmon at his core is like this broken person and that I totally believe, you know, that he would be a dick like that. But Mm. then it's like, it's this weird mixture of just like, like apologizing and then, but it doesn't take back what happened. So I, I think the best thing anybody can do out there is just because somebody's on, uh, on the, on the screen or they're making the stuff that you like to watch, you don't have to just unilaterally re re like, uh, just fall in love mm. with them. They're just people that are going to make mistakes and they might disappoint you. So, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's crazy out there. Uh, there's definitely well, no excuses, but it's hard to rationalize anything anymore. It is. And also from a production point of view, it's hard to literally recast someone on a movie that's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and do you really take the hit on that, you know, financially? I know they did that with Kevin Spacey in a, a movie that's up for the Oscars, um, but... Yeah. All the money in the world. I yeah, believe. so I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird call to make, but I guess, you know, the producers have said, you know, we'll just leave it as it is right now. So. I'm just, I am just very happy right now that most of, uh, most of the people in our MCU movies... Uh, they may have come from sordid pasts, like I'm. We all know Robert Downey Jr. has, but at least it seems like they've behaved themselves for the most part. Like I, I pretty much cross my fingers every morning that I'm not going to wake up and see a headline about Chris Evans. Like just keep being my Captain America Boy Scout. That's what I need from you, Chris <laughs> Evans. Just be the nice guy that I just truly believe that you are. So if that if that ever comes out there in the world that he's done something bad, I'm going to be really sad. But yeah, I don't think I don't think so. He seems to be a cool guy. Yeah, he is. He is Captain America. All, all right. <laughs> uh, in that news that Deadpool's moving up, we have some other news that New Mutants has been pushed back ten months. Ooh, this was surprising from April of this year to February of next year. This uh, was surprising because we already got the trailer that came out. Uh, this movie finished production so quickly. I felt like. At one point in time, we reported that production started, and then two weeks later on our show, we said, hey, production wrapped up. I know it wasn't that quick, but it just seemed like so fast. So I just figured they had plenty of time in the editing room. This movie came together quickly. I, I always I thought that was just a bunch of good news for the movie, and now seeing it being pushed back 10 months does make me think, though, that it's a strategic move, not necessarily a production move, you know? Yeah, it, exactly, and so... I, I got to look into this one a little deeper because nothing there has been nothing bad said about New Mutants the entire time it's been out there, right? 
Uh-huh. Um, so I got to looking and come to find out the international market for New Mutants puts it like a week before Deadpool 2 coming hmm. out internationally. And with Deadpool 2 already raking in international money the first time around, which is where these studios recoup tons of their production costs uh-huh. and make a profit, why would you put out both of your X-Men movies the same, like within a week of each other in the international yeah. market? Yeah, I guess that could be possible. And, um, and then with this being pushed back a year, there's also no X-Men movies next year uh, until um, from... It was until June um, of next year, which you, people may be like, well, wait a minute, what happened to something else? Hmm. We'll talk about that in a minute. So there was actually no X-Men movies the first half of of next year for, for a couple minutes there. Yeah, and maybe the 10-month push, maybe the distance wasn't something that they could help. Maybe it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, let's see how far we can push it. Oh, crap, that weekend doesn't work. That weekend doesn't work. Oh, nope, an Avengers movie's coming out that weekend. Definitely can't do that. Yeah. And then they just kept looking at all the months, and they're just like, well, shit, we're, like, getting into Star Wars territory and, like, these other movies. Like, we just we got to go to the next year, and I guess... I mean, February works. Is New Mutants rated yet? Is that supposed to be R, or um, is it just it's just supposed to be a horror movie? Maybe that's PG thirteen. I, I don't, don't remember what. The I don't think it was, was ever rated. I think it was. It said not rated. Um, oh, I don't. We but, saw it. Yeah, I don't remember what we said it was going to be. But February seems like a good month for a rated R movie. So I don't know. Maybe they're going to add some CG blood and crank up a notch. Maybe get a little darker. But there's definitely room in there, I guess, for possible reshoots if they wanted to retool it a little bit but it seems like they got a lot of time to really think about new mutants i'm kind of bummed that i have to wait to see it uh but i guess that's just how the the dice rolls when it comes to that international market but yeah. I, I like that i like that theory that you got there i think that kind of works yeah and, and again nothing has been bad been said about it and it's just i think you got to make fox is in a precarious part of their their their, their, their i guess career here um mm-hmm. they've got 18 months where 12 to 18 months where any thing could go fucking bottoms up or it could be awesome for them mm-hmm. so um trying to make the most amount of money maybe even disney was like hey here's a suggestion mm-hmm. for you um we we don't we want to keep this but you know this might work better for everybody if we can get more money next year for it yeah um so we don't know but this is going to lead into some great news for you mike because Ooh. i know you're going to love this part here <laughs> Uh, Gambit has been delayed from that February 14th, 2019 to June 7th, 2019, uh, wah, 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 wah. which would be exactly at that 18-month <laughs> mark where Disney might own Fox at the worst-case scenario. Oh, my gosh. This movie is never getting made. <laughs> Every single time we announce news about this movie, it is about it being delayed it losing a director. Oh, we got that too. It lost oh. a director. <laughs> it has lost its third director. Gore Verbinski has left the film due to scheduling conflicts. Oh so. my God. See, that's what happens. This movie is just not going to be made. We've talked about, we don't think we even need a standalone Gambit movie, just how we don't think we need a standalone Han Solo movie. Uh, it seems like, yeah, it seems like Fox is just trying to wade in the waters, like during this period of just like, let's just make these kind of like standalone movies that, you know, can probably just like live on their own in their own universe. And then maybe we can just recast these people if we need to. Let's make a Gambit movie. Let's make a Kitty Pride movie. Uh, you know, the multiple man movie. <laughs> let's make a multiple man movie with James Frank. Well, it's probably not going to be James Franco anymore because he's had some allegations come out about him. So they might distance themselves from James Franco. I don't well, know. Well, what's <laughs> funny is I don't, don't remember Gore Verbinski. Wasn't he in charge of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies for Disney? I, 
I think so. I don't know if it was the just the first one or if it was maybe the first. I, it was it was some collection three. of them. Yeah, it's the first three. So he did the first three pirates movies for Disney. So if Disney was going to take over and wanted to keep Gambit, they'd be like, "Great, we already got our guy in here." Yeah, we, maybe. I but, don't. I th- I think the best way to clean up all of this nonsense is like whatever Fox decides to make. You know, just make it. And then I think the best thing to do is schedule a third Deadpool movie just before Disney takes over the reins and starts pumping out X-Men movies in their universe. And then at the very end of Deadpool's like third movie, he breaks the fourth, fifth, sixth wall, whatever you got to call it. And he literally walks in to Fox Studios down in Culver City. And then he just like walks into the editing booth and he just like drives his swords into the console and then the movie ends. And then it's just literally him killing the studio. I think that would be hilarious. The whole audience would just laugh and it would just be the perfect, you have the perfect character. Never has a a, a comic book character been invented to easily patch you over from one studio to another. It's like perfect. And I feel like they're really missing an opportunity if they don't do that. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But um. At the end of the day, um, the the reason Gambit was delayed is Fox wanting to add comedic tone for the summer audiences, much like Deadpool. Uh, you don't so, have to do that, Hollywood. Knock it off. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see what happens with this one. It's, it's on the it's on the the short list. The, uh, <laughs> I have weird I have weird opinions. I feel like oh, they're ruining a movie. I don't even want to see. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, gonna be wild. Uh, here we are at Black Panther already, Mike. We, we, we're, we're taking our time through this stuff today. Uh, but the tickets for Black Panther are now on sale, and they have ultimately broken records for um, the most the bit, most amount of MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe tickets sold on the first day. That is so freaking cool because I think it's just going to show you how much of an appetite there is out there for these these type of actors on screen that we don't normally see like the whole cast is like black and african-american and they're in a high budget awesome movie they're going to be kicking ass and i've heard i heard this awesome story on the radio where there's um communities down in like uh, compton where they're pooling together and raising money and they're buying tickets to for Black Panther to take these kids in these after-school programs that may have never mm-hmm. seen this movie before. And I think that's so cool that these kids can grow up with this awesome just superhero that looks just like them on screen. I think that's so cool. And also, this kind of reflects what we saw in uh, Disney's Coco, where Disney underestimated the amount of people that wanted to see a movie like that. And they put that dumb Frozen short in front of it that got removed. But I think it's so cool that these diverse movie cast and like a movie all about like a Mexican culture and a movie all about like a strong kick-ass country from Africa that (laughs) there's actually this really funny um, thing going on right now on Twitter where somebody is legitimately trying to get a journalist to to ask uh, politicians what their opinions on Wakanda are to see uh, what what they say because uh, it's just gonna be so cool I'm super hyped for Black Panther I was at box launch the other day and I bought my own little mini Black Panther pop because Chris the only way I can invite pops into my house is if they're keychains because I'm not about to go overboard like you are (laughs) so I got my own little Black Panther pop. His design looks so fucking cool. So I am so stoked for this movie. I'm just slightly disappointed that I'm gonna have to wait till the end of the weekend to see it because you know, humble brag, I'm gonna be on vacation. So I'm not gonna be able to see it until literally the Sunday that we record the spoiler cast. I'm gonna be like 
getting back in the town on Saturday night, like Sunday morning, I'm going to go see this movie. So that's why I haven't gotten my tickets yet, because I don't think it's going to be hard for me to get a Sunday morning ticket. But I might go ahead and buy them now just in case. So so when you hear our spoiler cast, it is going to be fresh off my brain. Like I'll probably walk right into the walk right into my home, right into the microphone, and get on the mic with you. Well, I have not bought mine either yet because it's one of those situations where the the IMAX first showings, fan night event things are not on sale yet at my local mm. theater, and I'm like, come on now. Uh, you're, trying, you're trying to go balls out. Well, yeah, because all the other showings are like 7, 7, or 7.15, 7.30, not in the IMAX. I'm like, no, I've got to see this in IMAX. I've got to go with my big one because, again – it's huge. Do you do you know what other movie had the most tickets sold for Marvel uh, before Black Panther? I would think it would be Civil War. It was Civil War, and this Black Panther beat Civil War. And that's crazy. And like that is just mind blowing. How many people are excited for Black Panther? Because Chadwick Boseman is a freaking badass. That's why he is so cool. I cannot it, wait. I mean, everybody, and I mean everyone. Like this is Michael B. Jordan had a bad superhero outing in Fantastic Four, but that is not slowing him down from Mm-mm. picking up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and going going all out. So, um, I got to see the suits, man. We got to see these suits. I'm excited oh. to check this out. Do you think we're gonna get a black? You think we're gonna get a Super Bowl spot for this, or do you think that's too late in the game? Um, I don't think it's. I think if they do, it'll probably just maybe be rehashed of what we've already seen, and maybe they'll just put it in the fourth quarter or something when the commercials are a little cheaper. Because I think like a. Didn't I think a trailer, a, a TV, an extended TV spot just came out for Black Panther like a week ago? It, I didn't watch it because I didn't need to see it, but I think that's probably going to be their last. Trailer. It was a quote unquote final trailer with the ticket drop, but it was all previously used footage. Oh, uh, it's there was nothing, nothing new in it. There was nothing new that I could see like that stood out to me. So uh-huh. I'm, uh, probably just a probably just like a new song or something from Kendrick <laughs> attached to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, not even that, not even that. Just uh, okay. it was it wasn't too <laughs> different, honestly. So. Um, but yeah, so the Black Panther, get your tickets now, get them out I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe they will, if that trailer wasn't really new footage. The thing is, Super Bowl, you're only going to get 30 seconds, so maybe it will just be 30 seconds of just, like, an amazing, just kick-ass special effect that just got finished because the movie's about to come out, so. Or, or some, some big reveal that's going to, at the end, that's going to keep us shocked. <laughs> but, <laughs> you, but I, you know we're probably going to get a Jurassic World trailer. I feel like every time a Jurassic Park movie is going to come out, they show up at the Super Bowl. So, so speaking of Jurassic Park, 1, 2, and 3 <laughs> have been on the Spike Network this weekend, which has just been on my TV for some random reason, uh-huh. which is being renamed the Paramount Network at the end of what? this week. Yeah. What? Yes. Excuse me? <laughs> Spike is being called the Paramount Network, but Jurassic Park 3 is a fucking shit show man like i would not recommend jurassic park 3 i'm just like <laughs> skip it don't don't go to it. everyone hates on the lost world but i like the lost world it holds a special place to me skip jurassic park 3 don't even go we, in there it's, it's we it's, were it's we joke. i think admittedly we were at the right age to go see jurassic park 2 the lost world um i could see why some people would not would have issues with it but you know jurassic park 3 is definitely something you don't want to be paying for (laughs) but i think there's kind of some fun scenes i don't think the movie as a whole works but i think there's some fun i could i can't i can't i can't recommend it can't do it after (laughs) watching you can't no you can't in good conscience alan (laughs) (laughs) no stop it anyway what we're definitely going to get at the Super Bowl is an Avengers Infinity War spot. I oh, I feel it yeah. in my bones, Mike. That's going to be that's going to be primo slot. Like what do you think the I think the primo slot at the Super Bowl is probably maybe 
I don't know if it's just before the kickoff or maybe just before the first... Com- I think the first commercial break once the game has started is pretty that's, much lot. That's what I feel. Or the, or the one um, right before halftime. Because, yeah, maybe. Because maybe. at halftime, you don't know halftime started yet. You're going to watch that trailer to see what, what happens right before the Super Bowl halftime show starts. I don't know. But Infinity War is going to be there. And I do have one tidbit on Infinity War here. It's not going to take up much mm-hmm. of your time. Thor's eye patch is completely CGI throughout the movie. Huh. Well, they, they tried was, a practical one. It didn't work out. They hmm. CGI'd it on the whole movie. Well, I would hope we could trust a CG eye patch because I don't think we could trust a whole CG suit a la Green Lantern. So, um, From what I mean, we've I guess, seen in the trailer, I guess good. For, okay. I mean, I guess good, good for Chris Hemsworth. He doesn't have to walk around with an eye patch on his face all day, so he won't have to worry about his like vision going all askew. So, um, I guess they Fury, technically Fury Junior. They must have done it in a couple scenes in Thor Ragnarok, if not the whole end of the movie, because there's versions of him with and without the eye patch in exact same scenes, trailer versus movie. So, I guess we haven't really noticed. So, yeah, I mean, I I didn't notice, and I'm like, you know, I I don't know if they've got I, it to adhere to his face somehow. I I'd have bought it. So, man, I want to see Thor pick up some weapons that aren't the hammer, but we have seen in like the comic books and stuff. Like, I want to see that weird axe hammer yeah, thing, Jarn Bjorn. Yeah, that'd be cool to see him pick up. I, he's had big-ass swords in the past, and I'd like to see that too. So, And then ultimately, I think he's going to get his hammer back. Because, Chris, I don't know. Uh, this isn't uh, on our news anywhere. Um, but every once in a while when I'm scrolling through my Instagram Explore section, just some random on-set uh, photos pop up, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, I'm flowing through those hashtags that relate to this thing. And some people have some shots of um, Robert Downey Jr. and I think Doctor Strange and um, maybe uh, some other character. I don't remember. They have like these gems that they're holding on to. I think Cap has one so, of them too. Now look, so this is, is going <laughs> to tie into Avengers 4 because Avengers 4 is was filming. Somehow I knew you were going to have strong opinions when I brought this up. Like, because, you're going to so, tell me like it is. I purposely avoid that kind of shit for you, Mike. Like I like, I've been talking with my friend Brian of Comic UI all weekend about these onset <laughs> photos that leaked. That that are from from the Avengers four, which has rap, principal photography has wrapped on this movie. But this past week they were doing the outside stuff. They do that last to prevent mm-hmm. the most paparazzi from getting these shots here seen. Um, <sighs> Man, so, now I'm now I'm mad that I did see them. Goddamn hashtags. Yeah. So um, yes, there is some spots where Captain America is in his Avengers one outfit. Mm-hmm. He is with Tony Stark in a shield uniform, Ant Man and the Hulk. And this scene is a might look like it's taking place during the Avengers one timeline, Mike. So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh! <laughs> but I did get a new picture today that may say it is not time travel. So I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it may well, not be I'll, time travel. It's not that simple. I'll play, I'll play devil's advocate just based on the little bit of knowledge that I know. Just because Cap is in an old suit doesn't necessarily mean it's time travel. And also, I haven't seen very many time travel movies where when someone travels into the past, they automatically get an upgrade or a downgrade to what they're actually wearing. So I would think maybe just Captain America in the fourth movie is finally out of the shadows. He's back to being the hero that the whole planet and country needs. And he dons the Stars and Stripes again one last time. 
uh, just as classic Captain America that we all came to know and love. So I would think that would actually be a, a much simpler explanation of why he's just in classic Cap costume. And also, these characters change costumes all the time between movies, so well, don't expect him to just be in a, a, a slight variation all the time. Oh, it's not a variation. It's it's the full suit. I've done I've done the zoom in analysis. <laughs> of this. It's same I've, hairstyle, I've, same I've, cuts. I've zoom and enhanced. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's. There may be a good reason why it's not time travel, and I'm not going to tell anybody because I think it'll be a cool reveal right. um, if it's not. So just, Mike, be careful with those shots, okay? That's what I'm going <laughs> to tell you with. I was going to leave All them right. out. I was going to not talk about them, but you, you know, brought I, them up. I really, I really appreciate you, Chris. You know, you're looking out for me. Like, because I do agree. That's something I don't think I wanted to see, but, you know, you helped me out. Yeah, I mean, it's not that. It's also our listeners. I don't want to ruin it for them. I want to keep <laughs> you can't, them on surprise. You can't, you can't save me from my own stupidity, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, I can only go so far. I can't parental lock your device to be yeah, like, you cannot weird. search these hashtags. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, Avengers 4 is wrapped. They're probably going to be editing. I assume there'll probably be some reshoots coming up because it's we're over a year and a half out from this almost. So um, we'll we'll keep posting. I assume it, we'll get a title very soon as well. I, yeah. I'm not going to look for the title reveal. Yeah, we might have to do. We might have to do a little bit of a speed rounding here. We've been uh, we've been having a good a old we we've been having a good old time this 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 Sunday. Yeah. So the Avengers. Have you heard of the Avengers, Mike? Yeah. I've heard of them, Chris. Okay, well, this is not the Marvel Avengers. This is the old British spy show, The Avengers. Oh, okay. Um, I, I actually do remember that. I think I did see that movie. Yeah, so there was also a movie. I think it had, like, Ray Fiennes in it and Uma Thurman, maybe. Um, but So I saw an article, Shane Black is working on a new Avengers. Well, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so he's working on the movie version of that TV show, The Avengers, from the 60s spy series, not Marvel's Avengers. So oh, man, good luck, good luck with that title out there. Yeah. <laughs> the so, well, that's this. That movie is the reason why in uh, Europe the movie The Avengers was called Avengers Assemble <laughs> to get away from that TV show, which had a, a much larger clout in uh, England. So I don't think the clout is any larger anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think the tables have turned. Um, <laughs> the tables have, have very much turned. So if you see articles about Shane Black working on the Avengers, it is not Marvel. There All right. Go. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, per James Gunn, should be out in 2020, if you're interested sounds about, in that. So, sounds about right. It seems like we'll get that second Homecoming movie, and then we'll uh, next year we'll get right into that Guardians movie. Sounds like a good uh, sounds like a good back-to-back. Yeah, do you think they're going to keep it in the May slot to, to kick the summer off since the I mean, probably. The Guardians? Yeah, this, is always, this always felt like very much like popcorn summer movie to me, so. Yeah, I definitely think it's... Uh, it's a good lead-in, and then they, if they need to introduce new characters throughout 2020, uh, they have some some leeway to do so. <laughs> you know, you know. I just said I wasn't going to belabor the show any longer, but I did see a theory out there where someone said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is a lot like this episode of Futurama, where they go to this planet where this one person is like controlling like uh, everything on there. I don't remember anything everything about it but if you've seen it out there maybe go find that Futurama episode I think it's where Leela finds her home planet where she's originally supposed to be from but she's yeah. not actually from that planet I don't know but there's fan theories out there yeah I can see I know what you're talking about I see the similarities but it's, it's not mm-hmm. quite that far but yeah it um, seems so very much like a BuzzFeed article <laughs> yeah right the clickbaits man I wonder, who, I wonder who's doing clickbaits me that's right <laughs> um, but yeah so Guardians of the Galaxy 3 really forward looking forward to that I think James Gunn also said he turned in a treatment this week of it or a version of the script so he's he's into that that's awesome at the top of the show we mentioned the Black Widow movie um, they've hired a writer 
uh, already, Mike, which doesn't mm-hmm. mean it will come to fruition, but they have someone working on a script for Black Widow. Um, Jack Schaefer, uh, I believe it's short for Jacqueline Schaefer, probably. Uh, she's been taught to write this Black Widow movie. But the rumor is that it's not just a Black Widow solo film, but this is going to be the all-female-led Marvel movie that people have been clamoring for. That would be cool. Now, I know I said to you earlier this week when we were talking about this news that I kind of hope it's an excuse to kind of bring the old S.H.I.E.L.D. guys back together because, you know, if we think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might be on its last leg, I want to see Coulson come back into the MCU, and it'd be cool to kind of see him team up with Black Widow again, maybe see Nick Fury pop up, but if this is supposed to be like an all-female-led type of thing, you know, go ahead and give uh, Daisy Johnson Quake her her shot at the big screen, and I would love to see um, somehow Agents of Shield cross over a little bit. You know, since I feel like um, I don't want just a straight up Black Widow movie. I want her surrounded by a cast of characters. So if they're going to be all female, that's totally fine. Make sure you get a female director in on that. If you're going to have a female writer, get me a female director. Kind of give me the Wonder Woman version of yeah. a Marvel movie. I think I think I think they're going to test that water with. Um... Uh, Captain Marvel and then go on on this but like that's great that they've got a writer and I think they said that she's going to meet with Scarlett Johansson next week and next couple weeks to plan out what the Black Widow you know story is going to be uh Mm -hmm. we don't we don't know the landscape post Avengers 4 yet so um if this is one of the movies so be it I'm I'm excited to hear that that's Mm -hmm. that's a good grab for Marvel so we'll go with that uh speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you mentioned it might be on its last legs it might have another season in it Mike um, they're doing the uh, the season six pitch this uh, happening very soon to the executives. So it is not dead in the water yet. Um, it could very well have a season six. I don't know if you're caught up. I haven't watched this week's yet, but I've really been enjoying the show. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't watched this week's yet either. But yeah, surprisingly, this show has really turned it around for me. I actually really look forward to watching it whenever it pops up on Hulu. I'm just like, oh hell yeah, I got a new episode. This has never been like this for Agents <laughs> of Shield for me. So this is this is fun. I almost think that like if you haven't been keeping up with Agents of Shield, like maybe just go on YouTube and try to find like some recaps for some of the seasons. I'm sure there's some fans out there that have edited edited together everything that you need to know. But this season has been really fun. They're really going. They're really going ball of the wall it is and i'm i'm really excited for it and even people at the comic books are like oh my gosh shield is you know i'm back on like this this is it like this is great so uh even for friday nights can't slow can't slow shield down but abc is not picking up any new marvel shows for next year as of right now um i think the the rumor slash report is inhumans kind of gave them a little shell shock which as it should have because (laughs) you know that's not a good that's not a good show uh, by mm-hmm. any means, especially after the quality of Agent Carter we had, and they somehow mm-hmm. still canceled that one. Uh, they've not given the final nail in the coffin to Inhumans, but I, we, we're not getting a second season. <laughs> uh, might as well not get our hopes up for that. Um, but that's okay, because I don't know if you've watched this yet on Hulu yet or not, but Runaways wrapped up this week. Uh, the season one did, and they already announced season two will have 13 episodes, so... They've gone from good 10 for, to 13. Good for them. Um, I was curious about, uh, what's the name of the character that looks like a dinosaur? Oh, uh, Old Lace. Old Lace. Apparently, uh, Lace, I think, pops up in this show. I don't know when or how or how their special effects budget judges it, but now that I know that this dinosaur is in it for real, like, I mean, I was going to watch the show anyway, but now I really want to watch it to see how this dinosaur works out. So. so- the dinosaur is a uh, it's a mix of CGI and practical. So, Ooh, and you know I like that. It is very good. Um, and and she does, and it's 
Um, it's a really good show. Um, actually, I really like Runaways. Uh, my wife really liked it, so um, we, we always made it a habit on Tuesday nights so, to watch Runaways. So, Did, um, does it take a is it a show that takes a couple episodes to get into, or are you kind of hooked at the end of the first episode and need to watch more? So the first two episodes, which they debuted at the same time, are the same story told from the kids' point of view and then the parents' point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, which which was pretty hooked. Yeah, I was pretty hooked. So okay, cool. Yeah, it was it's really good. So if you if you get a chance, all all season one is now on Hulu. You don't have to wait weekly because it was a weekly show. You can just pick it up and go through it. I I recommend it, Mike. So if you get some time, a uh, new Batman report as usual. Um, <laughs> apparently this time again we're back to Batman not being connected to the DC movies being a standalone movie like the joker origin movie that's supposedly coming out with ben <laughs> affleck not involved in this one it's um, almost like a batman movie like all batman movies have been standalone <laughs> yeah and then on the other side that warner brothers um ben affleck is not happy with how justice league ended up and all the money that it's not getting uh so they're going to find out how to warner brothers give ben affleck his send-off either in suicide squad 2 or more likely flashpoint Oh, God, I hope it's not Suicide Squad 2. Yeah, uh, so I'm pretty sure it's going to be Flashpoint where they can rewrite the the past and, and just get rid of them and, and replace oh my, them. Oh, my gosh, what a what a mess. Yeah, it's it's all over the I mean, place. And, I mean, it's like I can see, you know, Suicide Squad 1 being a boondoggle. You know, I could see even – I this Aquaman movie could be good, but I could see even messing up an Aquaman movie, but like Batman – I mean, it is. You could probably debate for like decades on who the most popular superhero is out there, and it's probably going to be a tie between like Batman, Superman, and Spider Man. Two of those are DC characters. I mean, like, come on, you can't mess up Batman. He's got to be your core. So that's just like that's failure to launch, man. Yeah, it is. And and while I had a lot of now, we can, we know there's a new head of Warner Brothers um, DC movies. Um, so this may be a lot of uh, from that. Like he's mm-hmm. make, finally making these decisions for people. He's like, no, we're not gonna fuck around. We're just gonna do it, and we're gonna do it this way. Um, Flashpoint, who which I thought was going to be a pretty solid movie, um, has been abandoned. <laughs> its July twenty seventh release date, which oh was gosh. originally March of this year. So I don't know. So that was that was kind of held for Warner Brothers abandoned July twenty seventh, which was held for Flashpoint. Flashpoint mm-hmm. didn't have an official release date of July 29th, 27th, but that's kind of where they said, oh, we'll probably put Flashpoint here. So if they've abandoned July 27th, that means next year we only have the Shazam movie, which has been confirmed as April 25th <laughs> uh, or April 5th, 2019. That's got to be a little worrisome for Warner Brothers, knowing that, oh, what's the only superhero movie coming out this year? Uh, Shazam? You mean with the guy from Chuck in it? And The Rock is not going to be in this movie? <laughs> uh, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the only one, Like, but from April to November, which is Wonder Woman 2, which is great, mm-hmm. uh, to have nothing but Shazam, it's it's it's, it's very concerning all around. <laughs> uh, Flashpoint would have been great, um, but maybe they want to rewrite the universe after Wonder Woman 2. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. So, something tells me that I, I don't think we're going to get more good DC news coming up here next. It, it, it might not be, but finally, we thought Cyborg, I thought Cyborg movie was written off the plate. Uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. probably do. It's not been on any of the, these movies are in production, but still the the main actors, Cyborg, uh, Ray Fisher, who plays by Ray Fisher, and his father, I forget what his name is. Um, it's all right. 
is okay. But apparently Cyborg will still be happening and it will be an origin movie. But we uh, already cares? saw his, well, we kind of almost saw his origin um, <laughs> in the who, trailers for Justice who, League. Who, who cares? You had a chance to show his origin. You had a chance to give him screen time in Justice League. It, Justice League should have been Cyborg's movie, surprisingly, but it wasn't. So, oh, man, Chris, you're making me you're making me a- mad. I was so amped up at the beginning of this episode, and now I'm getting angry. Yeah, well, that's just <laughs> when we rush through all these bad news things. Um, but also he said, like, we're going to get an origin from Wentz cyborg came and like what does it even fucking mean Win- yeah what does that mean <laughs> i don't know i get it like he's made from the mother boxes but like i don't need an origin of the mother boxes in the cyborg movie yeah i tell you what i don't care about those mother boxes anymore so <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get away from those as fast as possible there's a lot of questions in the, a- the air right now and i think uh walter hamada who is now in charge of this will have to start giving us some answers sooner than later to maybe um quell some of the disdain in the air so mm-hmm. we'll 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 keep playing that one by ear uh in other non-marvel or dc comic book news bloodshot are you familiar with this character i think i've gotten a few free bloodshot comics and like those comic book grab bag things where you just buy like a mystery bag but i don't think i've ever read them yeah so he's a he's kind of like a uh, i think a nano bot inspired like kind of assassin or mercenary is, mm-hmm. is what I get like a former soldier and he can regenerate and morph because he has these nanites in his bloods and stuff like that. So either way, Valiant is doing a Bloodshot versus the Valiant Universe web series that's still yet to come out. Mm-hmm. But this movie version of Bloodshot is supposedly has Vin Diesel in talks to play the title character. I don't think you need Vin <laughs> Diesel in your movie, but well, sadly, I think Vin Diesel's the only way that Valiant makes the jump to the big screen from a web series. So I think you need somebody big to carry your movie. And as we all know, Vin Diesel, he's a huge moneymaker when it comes from Fast and the Furious. But also, we also know he's a big old nerd, you know. Maybe this is like a, a deal he's making where he's just like, okay, studio, if you want to make this Bloodshot movie, we're going to go ahead and we're going to make more... Um, uh, um, what was his character that he bought the rights of? Um, it was Pitch Black or Pitch Dark. Oh, oh, oh yeah. What's his name? He had the eye shine. Uh, Riddick. Riddick. Yeah, that's right. Go. Maybe he's just like loop this into my Riddick universe, and we'll we'll make it happen. But I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see if Valiant can make the jump to the big screen. Yeah. So the web series has always been in talks. Um, in that web series, uh, Bloodshot is played by uh, Jason David Frank, who mm-hmm. was the Green Power Ranger, White Power Ranger from the original series. Mm-hmm. And he looks, I mean, he looks the part pretty well. Because if you go look at Bloodshot, he's got the um, military haircut, black slick back on top, short on the sides kind of thing. With the, just a big red dot in the middle of his of his chest. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if this clip is live out there on the internet yet. But I did get a chance to see part of a panel for this Valiant web series at Comic-Con last year. And I did get to see a clip where I think it may have been Bloodshot fighting. And it was impressive, but also in the context of I knew it was a web series. So I guess whenever this web series drops, if it maybe it has or hasn't already, uh, I guess just keep the keep your keep you know your your um, expectations a little low. But maybe yeah. maybe it'll be cool. I don't know. I just can't imagine Vin Diesel with hair is what I'm I'm really trying to get <laughs> to on this one because you got to have the hair. Yeah. So Bloodshot Valiant may come to the comic universe. Now we're going to talk TV shows. I got a little bit of TV news here to t- go through, Mike. Ooh, real quick. All right. Um, first and foremost, are you familiar with John Wick? 
Hell yeah. Are you, though? Yeah, I don't think you've gotten around to watching these movies yet. I haven't watched the second one. Remember, we watched okay. the first one on Christmas. That was our, our family Christmas movie was the first one. <laughs> um, but the spinoff of this John Wick called The Continental is to get a TV mm. series at stars based on that. I think it's that hotel he stays at with all the... Yeah, that is actually a really cool idea. And that's the biggest surprise when you watch these John Wick movies about this, this kind of rich mythology of this assassin world. And that would totally work as a tv series i don't expect keanu reeves to be in it even for a split second at all but um oh yeah i could totally see this uh, stars is an interesting place to take it you know it's that is a more of a premium cable network so i would think that it would get a decent budget for sure um i, I might be a, a little bit more excited maybe if it was on like a showtime or an hbo but eh, well, this could be pretty cool Stars does well with American Gods. I really liked American Gods on Stars. Um, mm-hmm. And do they also do? Who does? I think AMC does Preacher. So not them, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it'll be fine. I think all these these networks are like we finally need to put some money into these shows to make them you feel real and good. So um, I'm I'm okay with this. I'll, I want to watch John Wick too. It's on my to watch list um, this year. So uh, I will definitely head up John Wick too, Mike. I promise. Please. Uh, the Halo TV series that you know that we've always wanted since 2001 <laughs> is apparently in very much still in active development per Steven Spielberg. So wow, it's kind of weird because they've have they've had like weird web series and kind of limited series before. So making a jump to like a real legitimate TV series, I wonder if maybe they just go back to the origin and tell like a, a legit Master Chief story. Because I, I feel like I wouldn't be very interested in kind of like a side story in the Halo universe that much. Yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. I mean, they, they've always tried to tell side stories instead of the ones about the Spartans. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's in development. They've released like an excerpt of the pilot. And um, it, it doesn't have any reference to characters I know offhand. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll definitely have to see. Because it does involve the Pillar of Autumn chip. Which is um, the one I think was from the first Halo movie that crashed under the Halo ring. So, uh-huh. so we're gonna have to see uh, what's going on with that. But there is, if you go search it out there, you can find this, this, some excerpts from that from the series so yeah. far. And as we all know, they have a limitless amount of mythology to pull from. That Halo universe is uh, ridiculous. <laughs> it is, and it's also on Showtime. I think you mentioned Showtime for Continental, mm-hmm. but Halo is on Showtime. So. Oh, all right. Well, well, there you if go. It, if it ever sees the light of day. If it ever sees the light <laughs> of day. Uh, you still a big fan of The Walking Dead or not? I know it was like a guilty pleasure uh, for you. Yeah, I wouldn't say big fan, but I think I'm too invested to just ditch it. <laughs> so I know the, the season, mid-season break comes back, I think, maybe tonight. Um, oh, or very oh no, I, think it's, I think it's February. Okay, because be I saw some images today on it, so they're oh, okay. getting ready for it. But they... Didn't know if season nine was going to be confirmed because the ratings have been down, but season nine, Walking Dead will be back for a ninth season. Uh-huh. Um, but the showrunner, Scott Gimble, is out. He is no longer the showrunner for season nine. All right. They're bringing in, I think, one of the um, production executives as the showrunner. For yeah, prob- that, that's usually what they do. Uh, maybe it'll give them a chance to maybe shake things up a bit you know the walking dead has kind of been on this pattern of just like at the end of every season they just move to a different location start a new camp but they've kind of been sticking around this same area for a while so it's starting to feel a little stale but also like i i I know they've said in the comic books that they're probably never going to solve the zombie crisis and it's just all about the the plight of these characters but like 
I don't even care. The TV show's just gone off in a di different direction. Just, like, find a way to, like, kill these zombies or cure people or find the origin of something. I just, I, I need the world to expand a little bit more, I think. Yeah, and um, you don't you don't watch Fear the Walking Dead, do you? Oh, God, no. No, that's okay. so bad. <laughs> All right. So I just, I just wasn't sure because, like, that's their attempt at it. So I didn't know how, how big you wanted the world to expand. No, no, no. Okay, well, expand it, but don't do a second show. That's what Mike says. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, let's just do... Let's do five spinoff shows. Let's, let's, let's put that five spinoff shows because that's what Game of Thrones is doing. If you didn't think that world was big enough, they're planning wow. on five spinoffs, Mike. But none of those spinoffs will debut until at least 2020. Mm, Guardians of the Galaxy here. <laughs> exactly. So uh, since season the last season comes out in 2019, they probably mm -hmm. don't want to start any production in case any leaks come out of any of these uh -huh. things. And, and then they hit us in 2020 and probably... My assumption is HBO will no longer have a year gap between them. They will hit you every year with this yeah. show. So. I, I would think maybe they would approach this as like a limited series type deal where like whatever story that they want to tell in the past, that they just gets one season. You know, it's like, so there's only one Game of Thrones spinoff and maybe they're just saying they have five stories planned so they'll wrap it up at the end of every season. I think that would be a lot better. I don't have the time to dedicate to five new Game of Thrones series, all right? And I think maybe they might be overestimating the amount of hype that'll that'll be retained after the series is over. So just keep it to one. Well, just keep it to one. My, my thoughts are there's five in pre-production by a long shot, but they're like, we don't know which ones they're going to stick with. We, oh, we may saying. go with just one or two of them. My thoughts, I agree with your, your anthology approach. Um, just tell mm -hmm. every one of them you have one season and if it does really well, we might pick you up for a second one, much like the Netflix shows for Marvel do. Like, yeah, maybe. no one expected Daredevil season two before the Defenders, but it did and so they, well. It was like, well, we got to. And they better get them out there and get them established before Amazon ends up whipping out this Lord of the Rings series. Because I think that Lord of the Rings series, they're probably going to cast some big names because they're putting so much money into it, I think they just can't even give it a chance to fail. So we're probably going to get some Hollywood A-listers in that show, and it's going to be huge and big in scope. And uh, Game of Thrones is just going to have to hope that they they still have legs to stand on when that when that thing blasts yeah. out of Amazon Prime. When everyone's favorite characters have have long been killed off, <laughs> what are what are your what are your history lessons going to teach us? So yeah, exactly. So yeah, so Game of Thrones. There's some in the, end up with some TV news there at the end of the show, Mike, and we have wrapped it up a little longer than usual, but we yeah. had a lot of little stuff, like you said. Well, yeah, and I also went on that 10 minute triade about uh, impregnated Kenny Pride. So sorry about and, that. And Jumanji, and you gave us a <laughs> yeah. Jumanji review, so we appreciate that. Um, but Mike, if people know what you're up to and and see what you're doing, where can people find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, see what you're up to, see if you're cranking through those new pop vinyls for all these new movies coming out, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Um, yeah, I've got the Black Panther ones, you know, got to put those out there, but I'm more excited because we are in week three of our Countdown to Infinity War, so I'm going to watch Iron Man 2. Woo! One of, my, <laughs> one of my favorite movies. Fun. No, it's not. It's like it's at the bottom. It's Thor: The Dark World and Iron Man Two are on my 
bottomless of like, God, I have to watch these, but okay. At Iron least Man we get 2 is Daft better Punk. than Iron Man. Iron Man 2 is better than Iron Man 3, in my opinion. So. Yeah, you can be wrong. It's fine. <laughs> um, but that's okay. So, um, yeah, follow me there. You can head to read up my stuff, Comic UI. Head to YouTube and search the DNN to see what's going on there. Uh, Mike, if people listen to us for the first time, maybe they're from that wedding I was at. I don't know. They want to know where they can hear more of our stuff. Where can they pe- people find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out the things that we were talking about and if you want to see that maybe that first anticlimactic look of Eddie Brock, <laughs> we got a link to that in our show notes so you can get that on our website. And You can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week and you can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want to get some uh, Superhero Slate merch, you can get that at superhero slate superhero slash store there you go figuring out my words we're running a little long here and you can get some merch there uh if you're a fan of the show uh please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to the show we humbly appreciate that every time we see a review pop up and that's the one of the best things you can do for the show we really like that and uh if you want to be a super fan of the show if you want to you know if you legally want to get that tattoo uh, on your uh, body of superhero slate superfan. We only allow that if you share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and then we will be here every week. And apparently, when May comes around, I think we're going to be here like eight times in that month. We might might just have to start a (laughs) full-time job where we just do this all the time because it's going to be wild. So... Uh, yep. All right. Well, that's a good week. Uh, if you guys, uh, you know, want to email us anything, any thoughts on anything, feel free to do so. We'll catch you next week. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Our plan is to do breakfast for lunch after the podcast.